Welcome to the Love Big, Love Wide podcast. Love big for your purpose. Love wide to accept and connect with those around you. And here we are. Uh, March 29th. Quarantine day 15, 16, I don't know. But uh, I just want to do a check-in. want to see how you're doing. And uh, this podcast is going to focus on how are we viewing this situation, the circumstance, and uh, do we know who we are in this in this process? You see, the difficult circumstances, adversity, the the real difficulties of life are going to come, and we don't know when they're going to come. We don't know how they're going to happen, but they they do, right? If you have lived a long life like I have at the at the old age of forty two you recognize that circumstances are going to happen. Adversity is going to happen. Difficulties are going to happen. Things outside of your control are going to happen. But how you view those things, how you view your state of life through a victim state mentality or a victory state mentality will usually decide how those circumstances will work out into your favor or not. And will impact you in a negative way or a positive way as a pessimist or optimist. This is going to, podcast is going to focus on those two things. And look, you know, I'm a man of love and a man of positivity and, and I care about people. And if some of these things just like hit home for you on the victim state mentality, uh, I'm sorry. But you know what? It's true. It happens, but it doesn't have to remain the same. It can change anytime you decide for it to change. And it's not an easy process. It's a daily process. It's a process that I continue on uh, to this day. You see, uh, being a positive person is a lot of work. I got to listen to a lot of things. I got to read a lot of things. I got to practice daily in this positivity and engaging and connecting life that I have. And by doing that, by doing that daily, I am able to have joy in the relationships that I have. They're not always perfect, but I definitely enjoy them. And so as we deep uh, dive deep into this podcast, I want you to do some thinking as to who you are. Be prepared. I'm going to call out some things that uh, are going to bring up some thought for you. I love you guys, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. All right, here we are. Day 15, 16, 17, I don't know. Today is the uh, March 29th day, I don't know, it's 15, 16 of this quarantine how are you holding up? Some of you may have been laid off work. I'm sure most of you are at home, unless you're an essential worker, which is a small percentage of us. How are you thriving right now? How's it going? How's it going being at home with your spouse and your kids? How are you thriving through all that? It's not easy. (laughs) 
it's not easy being home and quarantined. And I know some of you aren't staying home. I know some of you are out doing things and hopefully that's not a problem in the future. But for those of you that are doing what you need to do by staying home, uh, how, are, how are you doing? Is it overwhelming? Is it, is it easy? Is it manageable? Are you worried? Are you concerned? What's going on? How are you getting through this time? You know, I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago when this all started talking about, you know, just slowing down, taking it day by day. And you know what? I'm going to say the same thing again. We still have to take it day by day. Stay in the process. And get through this day by day. It's not easy, but I'll tell you what, what makes it manageable. Having a routine and structure. Make a routine, have structure throughout the day. If you are working from home, you know, do what you need to do. Get get up, get ready, get dressed for work. Take a shower, get dressed, just as if you were going into the physical office. Maintain a routine. It's very important. Very important to maintain that routine. You know, part of the problem with all this is that uh, it's hitting us now, right? Back in December and January, we didn't think it was a problem. Not for us. We're far away from where it originated, back in China, right? And then it was in Iran and it was in other Italy, other countries were starting to experience this, but we weren't thinking, oh, this is going to impact us. But here it is. Here, here it is impacting us. And it's a problem. We can't go to work. Pretty much everything stopped. For the optimist, it's a great opportunity to connect with family, to engage with family. And, and for those who may be a little more pessimistic, you know, <laughs> it could be a difficult time trying to get along with a family that maybe you didn't spend a lot of time with prior to this breaking out. And, you know, COVID-19, maybe it's not a physical threat to you right now, but it's an emotional threat. It's a mental threat because you can no longer go and congregate at the local restaurant and eat your favorite meal. Sure, you can, if they're open, you can call and get takeout. But you can't sit in the restaurant and sit with your friends, have food, have drinks, enjoy the time. You can't go to the movie theater and watch the latest film that come out. Can't go to your sporting event that you were looking forward to. So this has become a threat to your normal everyday activity, maybe to some of the things that you enjoyed most. Concerts live events, I mean, just school, work, everyday activities. This is a threat to your enjoyment. So if this virus has become a threat to the things that you once enjoyed, 
to do for like, let's say self-care. How are you managing that? You see, I, you know, I limit the amount of uh, media that I watch. I'm going to be honest. I get the information that I need and then that's it. But, uh, you know, sometimes when I'm scrolling through looking for information, I see a lot of people blaming this person, that person, this agency, that agency, this party, that party. Man, there's a lot of things going on out there. And it gets me thinking about the victim state mentality. See, I talk about you can live in a victim state mentality or you can live in a victory state mentality. The choice is yours. The choice is yours. You can do whatever you want. And your perspective plays a role in that. Your perspective is built on, based on your past life history and what you've experienced and how you've looked at life and the story you say about yourself. In that story, there's a belief system. And that belief system is what you believe to be true about you and how you see the world. Some people call that a worldview. And so based on your belief system, your worldview, you're going to come up with a conclusion that satisfies you. And I believe that that falls in the victim state mentality and a victory state mentality. I'm not the first one that thinks this. There are a lot of people that follow this model. And I, I consider myself optimistic. I consider myself a positive man, positive person, a man of love, a man of uh, of enjoyment and joy in engaging the world and engaging the people around me. Now, I didn't always grow up like that, you know, because I had been victimized in my past. I created a victim state mentality. Now, I'm not saying that... Um, you have because I want to validate that if you've been victimized, right? I'm not taking that away from you. There's things that happened in our past that we were victims of. Situations and circumstances that we were victims of. However, if you continue to hold on to that, that's where it becomes problematic. And if you continue to hold on that to that and and project that out into the world, that's where it becomes problematic. You see. We are responsible to heal those wounds. And somebody who's optimistic, who's positive, who's thinking about making the world a better place, chances are they've grown through that process. They've gotten healthy through their past experiences, their traumatic events, whatever they may be. And so this brings us to the COVID-19. This is a situation that was out of our control. Nobody saw it coming. Nobody knew it was going to happen. And so we'll start to see people pointing fingers about this company is not ready. That company is not ready. This country is not ready. That country is not ready. We, you know, we could have did this and we could have, could have, could have, could have, could have. I don't mind if you're upset. I don't mind if you throw a statement out there. But it tells me a lot when I see somebody do that and they don't take ownership on the other side. You know, if we don't agree with something, okay, I don't agree with that statement, but
but how can I understand them better so we can have a, an understanding to agree to disagree? That's why that statement exists. You see, the victim state mentality will point the finger so they can validate why they're so upset. And chances are, they're upset about something totally different than what's going on. Yes, they're upset about their the, the threat that takes away a lot of things, but maybe they had been victimized in their past, and so they've created that victim state mentality, and they believe that they're not good enough, or they believe like believe they'll never be enough, and they'll never get enough, and they'll never be able to overcome the adversity that faces them. And this is just another thing. Maybe they opened up a business and it, they're growing this business and it's, it's, it's doing great. Maybe they finally figured out what they want to do in life and they started going to school <laughs> and then school has to stop. Or maybe they're already in school and they're close to finishing and now we don't know what's going to happen. Hey, I could point the finger all day. I could. But does that help me? You know, when we get into that, when we face that threat, we can fall into that reactivity, the reaction based on the emotion of past negative experiences. You know, we get into that threat and we have a response, the fight, flight, freeze response. Some of us are going to avoid it altogether. Some of us are going to want to fight some of us are going to freeze in it. And then we're just pointing the finger. You know, maybe that victim state mentality has gotten you into drinking a little more alcohol at night. Or maybe it doesn't even take till the evening. Maybe it's in the afternoon because you're home. You know, avoiding, avoiding the family in your home. Maybe you're eating less, eating more. Maybe you find yourself sleeping more, getting irritated with your spouse or the kids. You know, my wife told me that uh, she went out on a walk this morning with our dog. And like she normally does, she says hi to Pastor Byers and the family of five walked by. They had uh, three little ones and a couple. And Veronica's like, man, they're, they're, they did not respond when I said good morning. And I asked her, I said, well, do you think that's you? Or I wonder if they're overwhelmed by the situation that's going on. Maybe they're fighting. I don't know. Maybe you're in that situation and here you are with the kids, with your spouse at home, and you're overwhelmed. You thought work was bad. But you're overwhelmed. Maybe this situation's got you thinking about changing careers and wanting to do something different. Something that would be more, more solid financially. They wouldn't take as much risk. But I, I want to talk to the person that is optimistic. You see, I believe there's three things that, that we need to do 
in order to change our perspective, to, to, to start that process going, we have to have an awareness, one, that we have that negative perspective that our past has impacted us in a way to create this negative perspective, this negative belief system. We have to have that awareness. Two, we have to understand our worth. We have to see our strengths and our gifts in that, in, in everything we do. Though negative circumstances happen to us, doesn't necessarily mean that we're not good enough. No, those, those are just negative circumstances. Those are just things that have happened externally that have impacted us. How we work through those things, how we heal through those things is the most important thing. So we have to have awareness of why we do what we do. We have to have worth of that we're that we believe in our, our um, gifts and our strengths. And we got to go out, go out and execute that daily. Live in our awe. Awareness, worth, execution. You see a lot of individuals I work with as a marriage and family therapist, they're so caught up in their negative belief system that they do not see the gifts and the strengths that they have. And when we start extracting those things and we start seeing that they've applied them in their life more than they thought they did, the momentum starts to grow. Something starts to happen in them and they start to see life differently because they recognize they're not all bad. Not like mom or dad ever told them. Not like their teacher told them in elementary school when they didn't follow the rules in class and they couldn't sit in their chair. No, they're they're actually smart individuals. They're actually loving individuals. You see, I talk about you can either react or you can respond. A reaction is based on all that junk that you bring with you. And all that stuff that you didn't heal through and work through and, and forgive and and, and get through, but transitioning into a response. A response is something that's thought out. It's slow. It's to the point. It lacks the negative emotion that we may feel. You see, we're proactive in how we're engaging the people around us. It's all about connecting with people because that's how we're made. I'm a man of faith and I believe that God made us to connect with people, which makes this whole situation even more difficult because we can't hang out with people. But we could talk on the phone. We could do FaceTime. We have the technology to be able to do that. We could talk to our neighbors from a distance. There's ways to be responsible during the situation, but still be connected to people. And you see, since I believe in your past playing a role in how you react or respond, I believe there's like four different ways to connect with people. And the, the therapeutic field is, is, is an attachment model, right? So you could be secure, you could be avoidant, you could be anxious, you could be fearful. In the secure situation, in the secure attachment, where we have healthy relationships, we're comfortable with the closeness of people, we're comfortable in emotional intimacy, 
We trust people. We have a positive view of ourselves and others. That's the goal. You know, some of us, we could be avoidant. And, you know, we have a positive view of ourselves, but we have a negative view of others. And that, that's going to lie, uh, kind of, we're going to rely on being independent and self-reliant. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be difficult to get close to others. We put up walls, right? When I was younger, I put up a wall. I avoided people. I, I wouldn't, didn't want to let them in. So I put up a wall. When I'm talking to clients, I said, you know, we bring that wall down. We don't blow it up. We don't knock it all down. And we bring it down brick by brick. Because that creates the awareness of why we put it up in the first place. Because once we start seeing past the wall, we're actually looking at a reflection of ourselves, and there's things we got to deal with. Now, in the anxious, anxious attachment, negative view of ourselves positive view of others, we become dependent, codependent, fear of losing relationships. So then we start to do things that we wouldn't normally do just to gain the approval of others. We have the emotional roller coaster of the highs and lows. You can become clingy and aggressive It's difficult. Then we have the fearful attachment. And we have a negative view of ourselves and others. Seeking closeness, avoid closeness, disorganized, fearful of making a connection. Could be self-harming and abusive. There's a lot going on. But I, I believe that the victim state mentality is very important in playing a role in these things. Because if we believe these things about ourselves, if we don't have a positive view of ourselves, then we're not gonna we're not gonna connect with people. We're not gonna see the good in ourselves, the the gifts and the strengths that I believe God gave you. To connect with other people. And times like this are pivotal points in our lives, right? There's a couple of things that I think about. I think about 9-11. That was a big situation that was out of our control. And personally, I think about the divorce I went through. Look, I could have, I could have used everything in the book and said why my divorce went bad. I could have blamed my family. I could have blamed my past relationships. I could blame my, my ex-wife. I could do all these things. But all I really wanted to do was heal. And I wanted to be different. I wanted to change the way I saw life because I saw it from an avoidant attachment. And at times I was anxious. I saw it through those. I didn't think I was good enough. And because I brought that with me, I couldn't handle adversity. I couldn't handle a, a discussion that didn't go my way. I didn't know how to love. I didn't know how to connect with my ex-wife the way that I, I know how to connect with my wife now. And it's still difficult. <laughs> it's not easy because there's two of us. 
and I want nothing more to, to love her and she wants nothing more to love me. And then we have bad days and we have good days and we have this stressor and we have that stressor. You see, this this point in our life right now is causing us to take a deep look at what what we're doing and why we're doing it and who we are in that process. Some of you guys are probably wondering, who in the heck are you? You wear a lot of hats, you know? You're maybe a CEO of a company, manager of a company. Maybe you don't have a high-level position, but you're part of a, a team of people that provide a service to other people and you get paid for it. But you don't know who you are. You don't even look at the gifts and the strengths that make you who you are. The character, the love. You don't pay any attention to it. And right now, you have a lot of time sitting at home. And you're wondering, well, what's next? Look, I don't know what's next. I know what today holds. I don't know what next hour holds. I know right now I'm speaking to you. That's all I know. I know right now I'm speaking to you about how we are going to manage this situation. And right now I'm just calling you to action to just start looking at why you do what you do and who you are in that process. Do you have that victim state mentality? Are you blaming other people and just getting so pissed off? But you missed the last part of that statement or that sentence in stating how you can how you can be responsible for your part. You see, that's how I healed through the divorce and the, all the past and negativity. I started owning my part. I realized the things that I didn't do in my failed marriage. I owned it. I ain't blame my ex-wife. Why? Why? What does that do for me? I knew I wanted to be different and I knew I started feeling different and I knew I started to see things differently as I started to heal, but it was still a process. The anger took a long time to get to to subside and still every once in a while it'll still come up. But I used my positive coping skills to take a step back. Feel what I'm feeling and create a response. I'm not saying that we're not going through something that's that's difficult and challenging. What I am saying is this is opportunity for us to look at who we are in this process. Maybe there's some dreams that you've put off. Maybe there's a career or there's something that you want to do with your life that you've put off. <laughs> no better time to pursue that dream than now. You got time on your hands. Maybe you put all this value in what you did in your career. And now you're home with the kids and the family. Now you lost that value. So where are you going to put that value? And you put it in drinking, eating, sleeping more. You can avoid life altogether until you go back to work and feel more value, back, get back to feeling like you're, you're worth something. No. I hope you don't. 
this is an opportunity for you to really do a deep dive into who you are. Understanding who you are so that, that way you can love yourself and love the great parts about you, love the bad parts about you, but understand you're human so that you can love people greater, so that you can empathize greater, sympathize greater, connect greater. It's a process. When I'm working with clients, this is a process because it is hard to let go of that belief system. The one that thinks we're not good enough to one that lives in the victim state mentality. It is hard. And just when we think things are going right, something hits. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Back back into the victim state mentality. Oh, I knew something bad was going to happen. Get back to not being able to trust. But don't trust the externals. You see, there's a lot of people out there that want control. They want control because if they have control, then they know what's coming. And this time, nobody knows what's coming. We, I don't even know when we're going back to work. I, I have no idea. I don't know if my son's going back to school. He's a senior this year. He's supposed to graduate in June. I don't know if they're still going to have a graduation or not. There's some college graduates that are supposed to graduate this year. I know some of the schools have moved graduation off until August. I don't know if by then they'll still just want to do the walk and the ceremony and all that. The parents may make them want to but or make them do it and they may not want to, but they're still going to have to. It changed. Everything changed. Their senior years, it's they're not with their friends. Are they going to look at it like, man, woe is me? And I can't believe this happened to me. It's just like what happened before and the time before that and the time before that. Or are they going to say, okay, this is something I can't control. It's out of my hands. But I'm going to focus on the day-to-day. I'm going to focus on, I have, a, I have online schooling. I'm going to knock it out. I'm going to get it done. So that way, no matter what, whether I walk in graduation or that day in June comes and I'm graduated and then I'm off to college, I'm off to work, whatever it is that they're choosing to do. Same with you parents. What are you doing to connect with your kids? Are you so caught up in the the overwhelming feeling of not being able to, to, to make ends meet financially, that you're not paying attention to the kids, that you're avoiding the kids? That you're not connecting with the kids. Maybe you're avoiding them because you don't know how to spend time with them. Maybe that's why you put them in this club team and that club team and this extracurricular activity. Because you didn't know how to spend time with them. So you just had somebody else spend time with them. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I can tell you right now, you're not doing that. You're at home. And what are you doing? I see a lot of creative people on social media that are doing puzzles with their families, that are going out, walking the neighborhood with their families, watching movies with their families, playing cards, doing games. Like, it's awesome. It's Life is slowed down. And it's an opportunity for us to connect. And if you know me, I'm all about connection. I'm all about thriving and connection. But what 
is your pain point? What's hurting? Work on resolving that. What you listen to, who you hang around, who you're connected to, all plays a role in how you see yourself. Les Brown has a saying, if you run with losers, you're going to be a loser. And it's true. I I connect myself with people who are grounded, who love, who are strong individuals who are looking to connect with other people. That That is who I connect myself with. Those are the people I put around my life. And I recognize how important that is, how significant of a role that plays in my life. And I do that purposely. I do that because I know how significant it is when I call them up and they're able to listen and they're able to understand what I'm going through. And they empathize with me. They don't try to give me any solutions unless I ask. They just listen to me. So what support team do you have around you right now? Who are you connected with? How many of you guys made an online support group? How many of you guys have been doing the Zoom (laughs) and talking to your family? Look, I believe that we can do this. We can do this together. We're all in it together. There's not one person that's not facing this adversity. We're all facing it together. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to use this time to help you heal and and reprocess your mind. You see, you got to reframe, reprocess, and repurpose what you're going through. Reframe the situation. Hey, look, this is a situation out of my control. Uh, It's tough financially. Circumstances are difficult, but you know what? It's an opportunity for me to focus on my dream. And since I want to focus on my dream, I'm going to start reading this book, this book, this book. I'm going to start listening to this person, this person, this person. I'm going to call this person. I'm going to connect with this person. I'm going to do this. Because I believe that I'm worth it. Because I believe that I can obtain that dream. See, it it doesn't matter whether you're living the dream or whether you weren't. COVID-19 came. It's here. Right? As a marriage and family therapist, um, inspirational speaker, there are not many, there's not many people looking for an inspirational speaker right now. Major family therapist, nobody's going to want to spend the money right now. Though, I'm available. I'm going to let you know that. I'm available, telehealth. And it, I personally, I think it's more important to put in that time now than later when things start ramping up and getting busy again. Whether it's me or whether it's, you know, somebody in your community or, you know, somebody that I could refer you to, I think it's important that you be able to work on these things now so you can move out of that victim state mentality into a victory state mentality. One that allows you to connect with people. One that allows you to give those gifts and strengths that you have. One that allows you to be engaging with the community around you. 
with the family around you, with the kids, with your spouse. I think three things that you can do today, today, right now, as you're listening, as you're li- after you're done listening to this, not right now, as you're listening, <laughs> after, just start being grateful for what you do have. I don't know what it is, but start being grateful. Grateful for the home you have, the cars you have, the people in your life, your pets, your friends, the job you have, maybe the job you used to have, the dreams that you have, your faith. Just start being grateful. Then develop a routine. Develop a routine that will allow you to build momentum to move forward into the next step. And that next step is, who are you? Who are you? How are you gonna explain, if somebody asks you, who? tell me about you, who are you? Are you gonna tell them the first thing that you, like for me, I'm a marriage and family therapist. No, man of love. Compassion. I care about people. I'm a helper. I got friends calling me. They're talking to me about life because I know they got struggles. They're struggling through the situation. I'm a helper. It's what I was born to do. I inspire people. It's what I was born to do. I've accepted that about me. That's who I am. And I remind myself, the other, the other thing that you need to do is create I am statements, daily affirmations. I am loved. I am capable. I am enough. I am determined. And I am worthy. Don't let anybody tell you anything otherwise. Don't let your spouse. Don't let your kids. Don't let your employer. Don't let your friends. You see, in order to change that belief system, you have to believe in a new belief system. You can create that today. You know, I used to believe those were lies. I'm going I'm to be honest with you. The daily affirmations were lies. I am loved. I am capable. I am enough. I am determined. I am worthy. I didn't believe those. My teenage self didn't believe those. In my early 20s, I didn't believe those. But today, I believe that. But that's because I kept telling myself. My faith has been a, 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 a pivotal um, turning point in, in how I see myself, how God sees me. I always talk about, like, love yourself the way God loves you. God loves you. He sees his son and daughter, and he, he cannot be more proud. The problem is, is that we think about our earthly fathers, and if they didn't treat us well, then we think our heavenly father is going to treat us like that. No, it's it's not like that. Heaven's Father loves us. And if we could just love ourselves just a little bit like He loves us, then what that does is not in a selfish way, but that allows us, if we can love ourselves and, and grow our love within ourselves, we take that love and we are able to connect with other people and give that to them. So you can't love them any more than you love yourself because you don't know what that looks like. But if you fill yourself full of love and you love life and you're passionate about it, you're going to give that away. That is what you're going to give to them. And the next thing you know, they're going to 
want to call you, want to hang out with you, want to be a part of you. Maybe I'm not doing that enough because I don't, I don't know if I get a lot of phone calls like that. <laughs> oh, man. I, hey, I could always love more. I could always grow in my love. I'm not there yet. I'll never be there. No, as, a, as a man of faith, I believe I'll, I'll get there when the next life happens. It all come together. I'm like, ah, okay. I see. This COVID-19 is a great opportunity for us to take a deeper dive into figuring out who we are. And we fall either in the victim state mentality or a victory state mentality. Pessimist, optimist. Eeyore or Tigger. Eeyore, Eeyore is going to find everything that's wrong. You know Winnie the Pooh. Eeyore is going to focus on what he doesn't have. He's going to focus on who the problem is. He's going to let everybody know how sad he is. But Tigger? Tigger is always looking for the fun. He's always looking to have a good time, always encouraging people. The wonderful things about Tiggers are Tiggers are wonderful things. The tops are made of rubber, the bottoms are made of springs. They're pouncy, trouncy, pouncy, fancy, fun, 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 fun. The wonderful things about Tiggers is I'm the only one. Tigger sings an affirmation song about himself. And he sings it plural. Because if he can do it, why can't you do it? Victim state mentality versus the victory state mentality. I don't know where you stand in this whole situation, but I hope that you would use this circumstance as an opportunity to say, I am tired and I don't want to be like this anymore. I need a change. Listen, if you want to, to work together, I'm a marriage and family therapist. Give me a call if you're in the state of California. If you're too close to me relationally, I have plenty of friends in the field. I work for a great company, and I can refer you to, to them. I'm here to help. Whether I give it to you for free like this or whether you pay me. And when you pay somebody to help you, you're investing in you. That's one reframe I want to get. I want, I want, you are investing in you to have somebody look, to invite somebody to look at your life with you, together with you, in your pain, in your difficulty, and to try to make sense of it. That professional is, is there because they're a helper. Because they want to help you see your gifts and your strengths, but also work through the pain and the traumatic events that have happened. But that investment is for you. And that's price, in my opinion, that's priceless. To be able to see life differently, be more encouraged, share your life more, be engaged more, have joy. Oh, man. You see, uh, my, my wife doesn't bring me happiness. My family doesn't bring me happiness. They add to it. No, the... The happiness is already inside me because I work on it daily, every single day. Look, I love you. 
I may not even know you, but I'm a helper and I care. I love people. And I want nothing more for you to live the best version of yourself possible. Whether it's today, whether it's tomorrow, I just want you to live the best version of yourself possible. Love big for your purpose. Love wide to accept and connect with those around you. I love you guys.